Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever, game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Check the vibes. Yes, sir. We are here. We are live. I I know. Yeah. (laughs) Little Taco Tuesday. Uh, Thank you guys for being with us today in the call-in app as we take you through uh, the world of sports. A lot of baseball to get into today to get into today as I stutter my way through that and more college football news. And then a couple yeah, tell the truth Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite segments that we do here uh, so far, we've got some listener ones. It's not too late. Sliding those DMS during the show, get yours read right here on the podcast. Again, thanks for joining us on this lovely Tuesday morning. Let's jump right into last night's home run derby. I said it was going to be, uh, like an all-time great home run derby. Mm-hmm. I think I was right. Yeah, it was uh, pretty electric at moments. Like even there was there were so many moments too that was like that's really cool to see. Like the whole thing with Albert Pujols where he like went through uh, before he got like the extra like thirty seconds I believe, and like everyone's just surrounding him and talking to him and kind of patting him on the back. And then you get like Juan Soto kind of like praising him or whatnot, putting his hands up and down. I was just like, man, that's awesome. And then you go, you see the young guy in J Rod, and he's like. Cranks 32 home runs his first time up there. And when I first saw it, because I missed his at-bat, and I come to the screen and look at it, and I was like, 32? I was like, are they doing their like scores differently? Like, how in the world? There's no way he hit 32 home runs in three minutes. And then he comes up again later, and I once again missed his at-bat, and it was like 31. And I was like, everyone else is going like one by one. And then they kind of like flash back to him, and you show like every single ball that he hits is just being cranked to left field without a doubt bomb after bomb and i mean you said it yesterday i want to give you all the credit for it j-rod was a name to keep is was a guy to keep an eye on boy does the whole world know who that kid is now and that's why even like the the title of today's episode is who won the home run derby Mm -hmm. it was juan soto i think you can make a very strong case that albert Pujols also won the home run derby in his what i assume will be his last appearance yeah you talked with people uh, last night too though they're like isn't he done after this year, I'm like, yeah, he is. But, man, he's so dangerously close to 700 home runs. Yeah. That I do wonder if he gets to, like, get five more home runs this year, if he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back one more year. Yep. Just to try to get to 700. I think he's at 685 or somewhere close to that. But I think you can make the argument that Albert Pujols was the, the star of the home run derby last night. And I think you can make a case that – Julio Rodriguez also was. And I love that guy's swing. I think that he was the first participant, or at least he was the first one that I saw. I don't. I think I was on time. Uh-huh. Um, but he was a, about halfway through when I got the channel there. And once he got to 32, I was just even thinking to myself, like, this is special, right? Like, did I mess up? Am I remembering wrong? But, like, 30 home runs – that's pretty hard to do in a single round. Yeah, and he, then he comes out and, like you said, he does it twice. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that he maybe ran out of gas 
a little bit there, but he still showed that like he's going to be a superstar in this league. And I, the crazy thing about him too is that he put out crazy numbers last night. Mm-hmm. He also leads the league in steals. Yes. He's With, got, uh, like, what was 21? it? Four? Yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't tell if it was 21 or 24. 21 steals and 16 home runs so far this season. Yep. Uh, absolutely electric. He's not as young as I think a lot of people maybe assume. He's already 21, so he's been in their system for a little while. Um, but I still think he's going to be fantastic. Uh, Juan Soto is your winner, officially. Juan Soto is only two years older than Julio Rodriguez. How long has he been in the league? Since he was 20, like 19? I, I, since he was like 13, I think. Because it, it does like feel like it feels like he's been in the league for at least five years. I think that with Juan Soto, I think the thing with him is, is that as soon as he got to the league, he didn't even feel like a rookie. It felt like, a, oh, this guy's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And he was only 19 years old when he came up. But even in his first season, it was 2018, he came up, he hit 22 home runs, and had a 292 batting average. And it just kind of felt like, okay, like this guy's been here before. <laughs> yeah. There's no learning curve for him. Like he just he knows he's a professional. Yeah. He's got it. But I mean, he's still incredibly young. Twenty three years old this season. Yeah. And one thing that we talk about too, and Brooks actually just brought it up in the chat, so perfect timing there. The uh the pitcher, the guy who's just lobbing those in there for you. J Rod had a perfect one. I mean, he just his pitcher just had it really figured out with the whole flick of the wrist. Like I'm just going to kind of let it send a high and just let it drop mm-hmm. in. And J Rod was just able to just send them again and if, again and yeah, again. Yeah, it felt like he was painting the corners, like yes. Greg Maddox. Like I'm going to put this ball exactly where you want it, and like it was every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it felt like that was his sweet spot of like, hey, if we're going to do this, this is exactly where I wanted it. Yep. Even I think it might have been Pujols' last round. Uh, his pitching coach was like, man, why are you throwing him so low? Yes. Like, maybe that's where Pujols said that he wanted it. Well, I it, do. At one point for Pujols, they kind of did like their warm up and he was just like lower, lower. And then at one point, he just stopped, like held his bat, like just a little bit above his knee, he was like, throw it here. And like, he had his bullpen coach throw it as the bat just stayed still. And he's like, okay, thank you. So maybe that was it. Maybe he does like him low because he does kind of like to have that whole like, almost golf-style swing where he comes down real low and comes up, and he's got the huge reach back. Um, it's always been kind of pools. Was there, I always liked those higher pitches. I was never – I always sent those into the ground. The high pitches? Uh-huh. Yeah, I always – Because I would just come up over – like out. I would just – I mean, I would either line drive it to the outfield or it would just – like I shouldn't say like straight into the ground, but it was just like hard ground balls. Just the way you like it. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you could get me chasing. I, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, I probably hold like some kind of record for strikeouts. I also never knew that I needed corrective lenses until I was like 16 or 17. Yeah, I wore my glasses yesterday, and every time I took them off, I was like I could tell a huge difference in the way like my eyes. And I was like, man, maybe my eyes have just been straining so much. Like Maybe that's why I've get, been getting some headaches and stuff. Like, I didn't wear them today. And it's well, you're like, blue light oh. time. <laughs> yeah, it's a little disgusting. <laughs> the root. It's disgusting. I was, I've been asking people, though. I've been trying to sneak it into conversation. Your amount of screen time is not that high. I thought you had, like, a ridiculously high amount. Uh-huh. You don't. I have a ridiculously low amount. I don't know how that 
I think I feel like I'm on the phone all the time. I feel like because you use your laptop more. Like when you're in here, you you only use your laptop. When I'm in here, it's like it's I like doing stuff on my phone more than I do my laptop. Whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> I mean, it is true. Like, do I go home then and also sit down and play on my phone? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. I do too. I don't know. Maybe my screen time app or widget or whatever it's messed up. I'm getting like we checked it Saturday night, and I was at two and a half hours. On a Saturday, uh-huh. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, yeah, two and a half hours on a Saturday. I mean, I had been on my phone for six hours at that point. By the time <laughs> I saw you, and I was like, "You only been on yours for two? What have you done all day? Sleep?" Because yeah, uh, I've also taken a two-hour nap this afternoon <laughs> and then came out, <laughs> which usually probably would have been at least an hour and a half more on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. A, I mean, it's a disgusting amount. Like when I see the number come in on Sunday, like afternoons or mornings or whatnot, I was like, oh, this is what your screen time average was every day last week. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe you just keep that to yourself, phone. Like, <laughs> right? shut, shut your mouth. Yeah. I used to be embarrassed by mine. I thought like three to four hours was high. I would love to be three or four hours. Yeah. Kind of. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But even like, if I'm around people, I don't like to be on my phone. Yeah. At all. Tell the truth Tuesday. I'm just always scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Swiping. <laughs> Shit. There's nothing to fucking swipe, my guy. <laughs> Not in this area. Uh, Ever, anywhere, really. <laughs> yeah, especially here. Uh, I did. I really enjoyed the home run derby, though, last night. Uh, we talked about it a lot yesterday. I think it's one of the best sporting events. And I don't even mean, like, all-star events. I don't even mean, like, oh, let's just compare it to the home run derby and three-point competition dunk contest, all that stuff. I mean, I look forward to it. It's probably like a top 10 event on the sports calendar for me. Like uh, March Madness is maybe one. No, the Super Bowl is one. Yeah. March Madness is maybe two. I, I know people get excited about the Masters. I don't. Yeah, like with golf, it's like it's cool leading up to the event, but then it's just a quote. Okay, there's actually just another round of golf. I think maybe what part of the problem with golf is you get so excited leading up to it, mm-hmm. and then you're like, there's three more days. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just so long and drawn out. Yeah, like they they almost need to just do like one round. You know, maybe just instead of like. <laughs> They used to do like fifty four rounds, you know what I mean, yeah. or fifty four holes. Just like, yeah, just take take just a day like, out. Just kind of take a yeah. Did you? It's not in the rundown. Have you seen the rumors about Charles Barkley? Uh, no, I have not. He going to Sir live Charles tour? is taking a meeting with the Live Tour to be their announcer. What? Yeah, they're gonna and get him away from Turner Sports and ABC. And- that's possibly because you know a lot of these people going to the Live Tour. And it's like, okay, well, you're losing all your other sponsors. There, a lot of the other sponsors are, are backing out, which I still think is stupid. Uh, I would not support Saudi Arabia. They want to throw some money my way. I'm going to take it. Like, that's, yeah. just, that's me. Or if you really want to dig into like some of your favorite brands or people and the bad money that they're taking back. like When you get into millions of dollars, everybody's got some skeletons in their closet. Mm-hmm. Everyone. But uh, old Sir Charles is going to take a meeting with the Live Tour. Uh, they don't have any TV deals lined up yet of like, a, oh, we're going to be on NBC or anything like that. Um, but they've got a just endless amount of money. 
And even Dan Patrick was talking about it this morning. The, the live tour could even just offer him up so much money that even if his other uh, endorsements back out, mm-hmm. he's still making more money. I mean, <laughs> if that's the case in, in Charles Barkley, I don't feel like he's ever just shied away from money or like that type of mindset either, where he's right. just like, oh, yeah. And like, I feel like he would say it on TV. Be like, yeah, you guys just didn't pay me enough, so uh, I'm going to go talk about golf. Forget about basketball. And I, I would hope that it would be like, you know, some of these deals we saw in football where, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to talk about golf and get paid here, but I'm also going to stay on NBA on TNT or whatever it's actually mm-hmm. called. I don't know the name of it because he's, he's fantastic there. Yeah. And I love Ernie. I think Kenny's great. I think Shaq is there because he was a really good player. If they don't have Charles Barkley on that show, you can kiss all those little sports Emmys away. It's, it's oh, I mean, it's like that's what, like even when they do their uh, when people make the random clip outs of like Charles Barkley, like all oh, the best Charles Barkley moments. Like this guy's hilarious. What you're going to replace that with Draymond Green talking shit to Shaq? That's not going to be enjoyable to watch. It'll be fun and interesting the first couple times when it's like, why are we having a debate show right here, you know, on NBA TV tonight or whatever it's called again? Yeah. So yeah, it's going we'll to be interesting. That. But Charles Barkley, the lift tour, wow. Mm-hmm. I again, I I just I hope he stays doing the basketball stuff though. Yeah. I I don't watch it all that much, but when I do, like I want to see Charles. Mm-hmm. I love when he tries to put Shaq in his place. <laughs> and the only thing Shaq can do is be like, I want a ring. I've got a ring. Do you have one? No. That's Their it. banter back and forth has gotten pretty good. I mean, it's always been good, but I mean, I think even Shaq has finally maybe kind of broken away from a little bit of like just the rings and the ring situation. It's more of just like the, I'm going to slap shit at you. Like, I'm going to come over there and smack you. Keep running your mouth. Uh-huh. And then Charles just, <laughs> it's almost as if Charles knows he's serious about coming over and smacking him. So he like lowers himself, like kind of stops for a little bit. And it just when you think he's done, he comes right back over the top. And you're like, ooh, freaking Charles got his ass again. There's a reason they got to keep him separated one end <laughs> yeah. to the other. Uh, Jake put in the chat, they should use juiced balls during the home run derby. Uh, I want to see 500-foot bombs. That would yeah. be amazing. I kind of felt like they did with J-Rod last night, to be honest with you. I wonder if they do a little bit. Like, to hit 60 home runs in... Like six, seven minutes. I was curious about it just because even with some of the other guys, like with Albert, it felt like there were some like swings that he had. I was like, that got over. Like that, that swing is what put the ball out of there. Mm-hmm. And these guys are great hitters. Like that's the reason why they're there. We know that. But at the same time, like even outside with some of the other ones, it was just like, I don't really know if that was a true home run type of swing. Some of them, there was absolutely no doubt about it. And I did see a lot of people with the conspiracy theory that maybe. Uh, Schwarber let Pujols win. I don't know if he did or not. I mean, it came down to a swing off. I I was at a bar watching it last night, and I didn't quite hear everything that was going on. So in the moment, I didn't recognize it. But I did notice that a lot of Kyle Schwarber's balls were grounders. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like he might not be putting everything into his swing. I kind of thought the same thing. And then I like I log into Twitter this morning, and other people are saying it too. And I'm like, uh, he might have. Yeah. And honestly, if he did, I don't hate it. I don't either. But at the same time, I kind of feel bad for the guy if, if he did do it on his own. If someone was just like, hey, like this is kind of what we want to do. Like, are you cool? Are you cool with that? Is that something you'd be willing to do? And he's just like, yeah, I guess. Like, let's you know, let him have his moment. 
I it's like one of those deals where it's like it sucks to be the nice guy at that point in time. Yeah, I think if Pujols would have came out and dropped like a six, then Schwarber probably would have finished him off. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that they got even into the little swing off thing they were doing, and maybe he didn't you know have a lot of success early on in those last couple minutes, and I thought, yeah, let let the old guy have his moment, let yeah. him do it, and then it because it did, and that swing off it looked like he was not putting as much power into it. It didn't look like he was trying to get a lot of lift on the ball. So maybe it was a conspiracy. Maybe he let Pujols win. Maybe he didn't. But it was it was still cool to see Pujols do that. He he was much better than I thought he would be. Yeah, honestly. So. I honestly thought he'd go out there and lay a single digit. <laughs> well, he took a timeout, like uh, his first round, like a minute into it. And I yeah. <laughs> I was watching the buddy. I was just like, oh, man, he's tired. Like, there ain't no way he's going to keep going. And then, you know, that. Other last minute, it kind of worked out for him. He got it figured out, but it was just like, whoo, that first minute, homeboy was feeling it. Yeah, I think it's Back's been a little tight. It's been a while since he's been in a home run derby. I think a lot of people just assume that, like, it's not that exhausting. <laughs> I mean, you see these guys who are in, in great shape, even the, you know, Pete Alonso type, where it's like, oh, he's not going to get tired. And he, they do. Like, you just get. You go swing a baseball bat as hard as you can 30 times in a row. For three minutes. For three solid minutes, and tell me how your back A timeout. Yeah. (laughs) I get tired of doing it on MLB The Show. It's like, I'm I'm going two minutes here. Like, this is My thumb. Like, I'm tired of timing these fucking fastballs. (laughs) Yeah, my left thumb that's just cranking that analog stick. (laughs) And if I don't win, I'm restarting that bitch. (laughs) Right? Yeah, what are you telling me? This guy beat me? No way. Um, All star game tonight is going to be exciting as well. I not as looking forward to that one, but they did come out yesterday and say, um, in the event of a tie at the end of nine innings, mm-hmm. they will do a swing off kind of home run derby style thing. I think each team's going to pick three players and they get maybe three swings each to try to hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love that. Again, Major League Baseball. I know a lot of people talk crap on them. They've been doing some really cool things though. I'll tell you what, bring this to the regular season. Bring this to the playoffs. Bring this to the World Series. <laughs> like, don't just yeah. do this in the All-Star game. When we get to the end of a game and it's tie, 3-3, fucking who's up? Can you Home imagine runs. the outrage of the older baseball crowd? I don't this care. This is not the way the game's played. Who fucking cares? It's better than a guy standing on second already in scoring position. You already hated that. I would much rather see someone crank some home runs to end the game. Yeah. And then that means I'm buying outfield seats every game from here on out. It's like, I might catch a game-winning home run. Suck on that. Yeah. Because that is cool. I'm honestly, I'm not against it. I know that there will be a lot of people that are like, oh, that's not how you play the game. It works in hockey, mm-hmm. soccer. They do this stuff. It, it, with the way some of these arms are being thrown out there anyway. Mm-hmm. You go and you start getting into 17-inning games. Like, we played two games today. Yeah. This, Put us down for two wins, and we're not playing a game tomorrow. I, I'm surprised that there's not more talk of it. Or even after, like, 12 innings. Like, hey, we played 12. Your best guy, our best guy. It's like uh, the movie Troy. Like, get him. Where's Achilles? Bring Dude, him out. Dude, not even, not even 12 <laughs> innings. Just, like, an extra one. Like, if you go into the 10 and it's like, neither of you scored with the extra uh, runner on base, <laughs> all right, cool. Yep. Bring it, bring you know, bring out the net here. We're we're lining this puppy up. <laughs> Everyone get in the outfield. There's no need to sit here. There's no need what for a third baseman to get rocked on a. This is your idea, so I'll ask you. Uh, would it be like a pitching coach that comes in and throws like yeah. throwing BP? It's your own guy, or is it the opposing pitcher? No, because the opposing pitcher is going to try and throw junk, mm-hmm. 
And it's just like, get the pitchers out of it. There's no need to add pitches to their count or to their arms yeah. or anything like that. Just bring out the pitching or the, you know, the, the bullpen guy that you want. You'd have to have a designated guy like, oh, he's our, he's our guy. And like, hey, step up, man. You got to be clutch. Can you be clutch in July at the end of July? Can you be clutch in September? You almost have to make it like a player on your own team. Like, you can't even be a coach. You know, like you Brett get, Phillips coming out there. Yeah, you get into the ninth <laughs> inning and you're like, shit, we got to warm up our guy. Yeah. Our home run derby pitcher. We go, you know, down to the bullpen. Start you tell me that wouldn't some, be exciting? Some practice tosses. Freaking Game 7 World Series. Here comes a bullpen coach or bullpen pitcher. Just whoever. Just <laughs> you, throw, you roll the little net, the L net out there. He's getting in the warm-up. You get eight warm-up throws. All right. Whoever it up. Let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Juan Soto, come on. You each get three uh, minutes. It's a guaranteed 12 the minutes. The walkout, too, of that first batter like coming out of the dugout could be fantastic. It would be electric. I'm telling you, it's like, Mar- like old-time <laughs> wars. Like, hey, we could all sit here and fight for a couple days. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose thousands of men. Or your best versus our best. <laughs> Let's settle this right now. Let's get it on. Yeah. I think it would be cool. I think another thing that is cool is Roper Kia. You should go check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they'll help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, that's Roper Kia right here in Joplin, Missouri. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is that there's no hidden fees when you go to check out so you don't even have to worry about it. That's fantastic. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you do visit the website. So, again, be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. I've started paying attention more to your your uh, your voice. Yeah. I think you do get in your head because, you're, like, your first ad read is fast. Yeah, I feel like I just fly through it. <laughs> well, it's also, like, just to be completely tell the truth, Tuesday, I've mixed, I've changed what I say about the Gunspot ad. We did have someone make a recommendation. I was like, uh-huh. actually, I totally get that. I respect it. And so it's maybe not as smooth to me. So it's just like, I just want to try and, like, get it out and just, like, get through it. <laughs> this that is awkward. Sense? Let's get it over with. <laughs> yeah, it's like people have already said stuff. All right. It is tough. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not something that we've really talked about uh, since we do have a gun sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the people at Gunspot are absolutely fantastic yep. humans. And they're and, very aware of everything, and they're very understanding mm-hmm. of us and the way we kind of go about the ad read as well. So. And if you follow me on social media, Twitter, you probably discovered kind of how I lean politically. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a fan of guns. I'm also a large, just huge Maybe the biggest fan of regulation <laughs> as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I have guns. I haven't shot them in forever. But uh, I'll tell you, a damn turkey comes by me. Why don't we strapped up ready to go? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know where you got it? Gun spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the strap and everything right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Holstered up. I wonder if they have, like, a bike attachment. <laughs> Dude, there probably is. They'll be like, Isn't oh, for your motorcycle? Ah, uh, Bicycle, <laughs> not motor. Yeah. My, my bike, bi- me, uh, bicycle. Me and my two legs. We do the we do the pedal. Yeah. It, it pedals. It, yeah, it pedals. So, I think Missouri might be an open carry state. I think it is. Where you yeah. can just have a gun. Well, for me, it's it's hard. Like when you walk in some buildings, because they're just like, "Hey, no guns allowed." And it's just like, oh, I got you know, I got two right here. One on my left arm, one on my right. It's just like I can't, I can't even go in the building. I told you before. Again, it's not usually something that we talk about. 
on the podcast. But I was getting my hair cut one day. And the guy that I was sitting next to had a gun holstered. And the way that he was sitting, he was on part of the wall. And I was in like the middle area just like waiting in line to get to go next. Mm-hmm. And his gun was like pointed at me. <laughs> and I'm st- I'm not real comfortable around guns. Like yeah. I said, like I have one, but I'm still not like – I don't trust anyone. Well, it's just like – and I I don't want to interrupt your story here, but I've had something similar. Like I'm walking around Coles, and this kid who I can tell is younger than me, like I think he just turned 18, he just comes walking through the clothes rack just strapped up. And I'm like, hey, man, like <laughs> I just want to grab some pants. Like I don't know what you're about to do. But did I keep an eye on the guy the rest of the time? Yeah. Was he probably just like living his life being like I'm the safety guy here? And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I don't necessarily feel as safe anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, if shit goes down, I got your back, man. It's yeah, like, well, I'm running. So. You got your shirt tucked in <laughs> as tight as it could be in your pants. You got cargo pants on and, like, uh-huh. military boots. It's like, hey, dude. What? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think people are kind of picking up on what to put him down. as like, what way is this guy about to go here? <laughs> yeah. You don't have my shirt? It's like, oh. Are you the good guy with the gun? Or yeah. Are you exactly. I, just, I don't know how to word that. <laughs> I don't want to come off as jokes, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's tough. It um, is. That's our gun spot. Ad read, though. Uh, a lot of college football news that keeps happening. I'll I tell you, yesterday we ended the show, and then I, I'm still on Twitter, and I'm looking to be like, okay, what's what's going on? Anything happening? And a lot of people yesterday were talking about the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Like there might be a merger. And it was really gaining some traction of, like, this could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, let me stop you right there. It's already dead. They've already just <laughs> called it off Skirt. completely. This is like a, a one-night stand. Like, oh, it's exciting. Like, look at this. They might be together. <laughs> Actually, no. We realize this is going to be terrible for you. This yep. is like uh, a liberal person dating a conservative. Like, hey, it was fun for a night. We both know that there's no future. Here. Long-term, ain't going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. Too many disagreements. Tell the truth Tuesday. That's a personal story. <laughs> but I, no, I for not it, not for me. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, it's so funny when this stuff happens, especially in college football. Yeah, everybody gets so hyped up. Like, hey, the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve, they're talking. They might merge. And then as of this morning, it's already so dead that the Big Twelve is back to like, we're gonna steal your teams. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, hey, we tried to get yeah. you included. If not, here's a big middle finger. You know, have fun with Oregon and Washington. Yeah, it was really fun hanging out with you last night. Uh, now all your friends are my friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's Thanks exactly what happened. Yeah, they're on my side, actually. They right. realize what you did wrong. <laughs> yeah, I saw the way Arizona was looking at us all night. Yeah. Guess what? They're bringing Arizona State with them. <laughs> oh, you wanted to go talk to Stanford for a little bit? That's cool. We were right here. Yeah. We well, were willing to accept you, them. You keep Oregon. Yeah, no, nobody wants to get Psh. up there. Uh, but it is. It's funny how this stuff happens so fastly, and then it it doesn't. Um, also, we have SEC Media Days going on uh, right now. I, I think Nick Saban was at the podium earlier today. But a lot of people, even during the Big 12 uh, preseason media days, were asking about Texas and OU. And now again with the SEC, of like, hey, when are these guys joining mm-hmm. and i tell you i pat myself on the back because so far i've been right about this it could change we'll see they're not joining early and that's the news those are the reports from both the big 12 and the sec of it's going to be 2025 uh, b- before they join now because that's when they can get out i believe without paying a large exit fee and yeah. the exit fee the i mean the big 12 is not working with them on like oh we'll cut you a deal 
Let's negotiate this thing. They want the full exit fee. And Oklahoma is, they're not trying to do that. And this is not me as a Texas fan being like, oh, Oklahoma can't afford to. I'm sure they could. But at the same time, like, why would you? This is a plan for the future. And 2025 is going to be a very exciting year for college football. I think so much is going to change. Obviously, Texas and OU will be playing in the SEC by then. Yeah, and I just, it's one thing after another with college football, and it's like right when something happens and you want to get excited about it, it's like, oh, actually, never mind. This isn't, this isn't feasible. It's not really possible. <laughs> and the big thing that came down to the Pac 12 and the Big 12 was, well, how in the world do we make this profitable to where like, we're all making money with there being this many schools? Like, you know what I mean? We lose the LA market. Yeah. And I think the Big 12 was like, well, actually, this is kind of how we're going to go about it. This is our plan. This is the mindset with it. What do you guys think? And Pac 12 was like, well, actually, we're. You know, just trying to renegotiate our TV deals. And that was another Good conversation, you have too. nothing. To yeah, and it was like our TV table. deals expire at different times. It was like, well, Pac-12, yep. you really don't have one anymore, so maybe you ought to just kind of talk with the Big 12. I do think, and maybe I've been wrong, you know, in the past with this, maybe the Pac-12 will come back around on it and kind of realize, like, ooh, a little bit of a mistake there. <laughs> you know, maybe we should maybe we should kind of reconvene, figure this out, move forward, because this is a good idea. It was something good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, we're going to go be back on our own and just kind of yeah. be shitty again. Yeah. And I think that everybody from the outside looking in knows that, like, it's time for the Pac-12 to move on. The Pac-12 or the Big 12? Pac-12. Like, hey, USC, UCLA, they're gone. They're not coming back. Yeah. This Big 12 thing, it's not going to work. Maybe it's best for you to just go out there and find some other teams. To play with for a while. Yeah. See how it feels. See if you're ready. <laughs> well, I think the Pac-12 is the one that made the mistake there. And the Big 12 is like, we've actually we got everything collected here. You know, that was that was Pac-12's mistake wanting to leave. I am. Uh, I can't believe how much I'm on the side of the Big 12 through all this realignment. I think they are doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Of, oh, we lost Texas and OU. All right, let's see what happens. Because, again, a year ago, I thought that conference was – dead and even now reading into it more like they're going to lose texas and ou for two years you're still going to have them you're going to have a 14 team conference Uh, i was even reading a little bit this morning about what those divisions might look like like is the big 12 going to go to divisions and a lot of the teams that are joining are going to be joining them i i think it's in 2023 yeah it'll be 2023 and 2024 you're gonna have a 14 team conference in the big 12 yeah, you might have to separate Texas and OU because they're eventually going to be leaving. Like that's going to be exciting. And again, with the 2025 stuff, Notre Dame heavily in the mix now. Uh, I think this is really intriguing. Notre Dame wants 75 million dollars per year to remain independent and stay with NBC. So right now, obviously, they don't have a conference, and they're making money off their TV deal, their TV deal also expires in 2025. Mm-hmm. And so they've kind of floated it out there that, you know, you've got teams in the SEC that are making, after their big deal, 80 to $100 million per year. So Notre Dame has already floated it out there and said, hey, get us to 75. <laughs> like these other conferences are saying they can get us to 80. You get us to 75, we'll stay independent. And we'll stay with you. And that's kind of opened up NBC to negotiating now with the Big 12. And I think that this is something that could happen 
either way is that NBC might be seeing these college dollars now and saying, we want that. We want that revenue. And even if Notre Dame joins a conference, the Big 12 could go to NBC. And um, Notre Dame also maybe even negotiating kind of with the Big 12 of like, hey, we'll stay independent. You guys come join the party and we'll kind of split some of that that revenue. So again, 2025 is going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. Conference realignment, teams playing on different channels. I, I think college football is going to look really different in just uh, three years. And it, like, especially if Notre Dame is no longer independent. Like, you know, it was a shock to see, hey, Texas, I know you were leaving the Big 12 to go join the SEC. And then we've seen like just the domino effect of that with everything else. But now it's like, woo, Notre Dame might be in a position where they're forced to kind of join a conference or, you know, be like, hey, actually, we're going to choose the money here instead of remaining independent and getting to make our own decisions on how we go about things. I do think it, it is going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But at the same time, it's, Hey, maybe we just kind of get this figured out now, because <laughs> three years from now, like holy smokes, dude, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a ton. I, I've always been the like Notre Dame won't they won't join a conference. Yeah, uh, there there is a little bit more to it now with all these TV deals and with Notre Dame's expiring and then pretty much just saying, hey, we want seventy five million right now. Currently, making fifteen one five million. <laughs> Per year with their NBC deal. So I, NBC probably has that kind of money to throw at Notre Dame and maybe you, you throw you it should. at <laughs> the Big 12 as well and you try to pull those games. In the Big 12, I do. I like what they're doing. Even after they lose Texas and Oklahoma, if you mm-hmm. can pull in some of these other Pac-12 schools. And right now the ACC has a deal with Notre Dame to where Notre Dame plays five ACC schools every year. Maybe you could even try to flip that and say, "All right, hey, why don't you do that with the Big Twelve? Yeah, like you don't don't go out and join a conference, but come play these five teams. <laughs> yeah, we'll year. play West Virginia, Houston, Cincinnati. We'll kick right. their ass. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No big deal. Yep. That would be fun. I I think so too. Again, hats off to the Big Twelve because they've been. They've been working. They're not just sitting around thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, shoot, we're sad that Texas and OU is leaving. Uh, they're out there. And I, they did a really good job picking their teams, too, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, with some of the realignment stuff of, like, what is the Big 12 going to do? Are they going to go back to uh, two divisions, a north and a south? They're already trying to figure out where teams get to play a lot in Texas and Florida. Yeah. So even if you're a, you know, a Cincinnati, it's like, oh, I get to go and dip down and play in Florida uh, in a Big reason for that is recruiting. You get into Florida, you're already traveling there, you bring in these kids to recruit, and then obviously Texas is also a huge recruiting state as well. Uh, So again, I have said it a million times, that video game that's supposed to come out next summer, the 2025 edition, it's like you're just going to have to scrap (laughs) everything else. Right Here are all the new conferences. You almost need to put in like a... Like a game mode where it's like, all right, you're an athletic director. You get to, yeah, you get to negotiate these TV deals. I think it's MLB the Show. I don't know if it's still that way, but you could like negotiate like sponsors. Yes, I think Madden used to have that too. It's like, what stadium sponsors do you want? Yeah, if you if you pick the owner, you get to like uh, dictate the yep. price of everything, and then they give you like, whoa, these are too high, these are too low compared to like the league league average, how much money you're making. Mm-hmm. But if your team is good, it's like they don't care that they're spending seven dollars on a hot dog, like. 
Yeah. It, for me, it was always just like, it's a fucking hot dog. It's $2 no matter what. Yeah. I thought that was cool. They got rid of it. I, if they, they might have, I, to be honest with you, I don't know because I don't play that game mode anymore. Like the, as the owner. I just play as a player. Same. I, yeah. yeah. I, do, I just do the franchise mode, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then I get kind of bored. Although, I did hear or I saw rumors that they're going to revamp their franchise mode. And they're going to they're gonna start paying more attention to that because a lot that's of people they- like myself – um, kind of have stopped playing Madden over the years because, like for me, that's what brought me in is the not so much the scouting players, but like the team building and the free agency mm-hmm. stuff. I thought was really cool, and now it's become so bland that, at least for me, it feels like no matter what team I'm on, it's like oh, I'm signing the same free agent in year one. Yep, gonna sign the same guys in year two. <laughs> I just you get in that rhythm of knowing what it is, and it became kind of stale and boring. So hopefully they re rejuvenize that and you know, redo some things there because I did love franchise mode. That's the hope. And they have this new thing called Field Sense. And uh, if you've been listening to Mike Up as the radio show or just kind of following us along for a while, you've heard me just complain and just bitch about this video game. This is the one thing that I've been asking for them to do is to make it to where there is more awareness of where the player's at on the field compared to the sideline, that you know the first down marker if you're behind the line of scrimmage instead of just like running and you get hit and you just like stumble and fall forward. If you're falling forward towards the first down marker, reach across it, effort so we can get the first down. Are they going to do that? They are. Like Ooh. they kind of did it a little bit last year, but there were just moments yeah, where it was like this could be improved. Madden. And the point of like, hey, I want this ball thrown over the top. I want this to be a back shoulder pass. I want this ball, you know, in the window. You get to kind of dictate where that ball is placed as you throw it. It's also going to create like a difference in skill level, which is probably going to piss me off at first until I get it figured out. But it's going to be nice to be able to throw a ball in the back corner of the end zone instead of throwing it up and it's underthrown. And the DB is like, thank you, taking this to the freaking house. So I'm excited about what they're bringing into the game, especially with all the matting ratings that are now coming out. I'm sure that's something we'll dive into here in the next couple of weeks with training camp taking off as well. But that and the fact that they are up or updating and kind of renewing everything within the franchise mode i think is going to be enjoyable and it's just like one of those deals where it's about damn time yeah i always anytime you say about damn time i think in that song oh the oh wow really i every time i say i think about lebron when he finally won his first championship he's just like it's about damn time (laughs) yeah that's all i (laughs) i never thought of lizzo son of a gun that's yeah and I don't think that you realize how much you say about damn time. Because for I guess me, I don't like either. Every couple of days. But it stands out to you. You know, like when you, you want like a new car and you're like, oh, nobody has one of these. Uh-huh. And then you see it and you're like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. Yep. Or you see someone that has a car and you're just like, huh, no way that's that person. <laughs> Thank God. It's handicap. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Um, getting back to the, the, <laughs> the home run derby and stuff last night, a lot of people were talking about the Jeter documentary in the, the chat. I didn't see I that didn't at all. I didn't watch it last night. Uh, it was on after the home run derby, but it is something that I am looking forward to watching. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like Derek Jeter. I did. I was a big Jeter fan. I, I mean, I never really had anything against the guy. I wasn't, you know, old enough to kind of really see his entire playing career. I got to see it towards the end where he was just like, that's freaking Derek Jeter, holy cow. And so you almost got kind of like Derek Jeter fatigue where it's like, all right, like, I get it. We, I know who the dude is. Yeah. Enough's enough. 
And that's where like there's a, a gap, an age gap, because yeah. I saw the come up of like, oh, this is Derek Jeter. This is the shortstop for the Yankees. This mm-hmm. is Mr. Gift Basket himself. Yeah, so like I didn't hear about that until he retired. And I was just like, ah, I was like, <laughs> I, when I heard the gift basket as a kid, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, man. Like when people come over and hang out, you like give them a gift basket. That's really like, that's cool for like fans and stuff. And then as you get older and more like aware you're, you're of the world, this. you're like, he's giving one night stands gift baskets. That's fucking hilarious. As people come over to your house after you've moved out, like your parents are like, hey, welcome. Yeah. Your gift basket. Give like a thank you card. Like, thanks for coming over. Appreciate mm-hmm. it so much. It was Here's great a signed eight you. by 10 by me. Uh, you want to hold on baseball. to that one. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It, uh, I mean, the whole thing with Jeter is that he accidentally gave one person a gift bag again. So it was like rumored and he has denied it. But like, it's probably true, or at least there's some truth to it. that uh, He would give gift baskets to one night stands as they left. Like he would have a this is before Uber and stuff. So he had <laughs> like a driver ready. And hired. And I don't know if it was like waiting for him in the car or what it was, but like I had like a gift basket of some like assigned baseball and stuff like that that he would give to these one night stands. Then fast forward a couple of years, hooks up with the same girl again, <laughs> and she again got a gift basket and then was like, wait, this is weird. Like, to, I guess do it once. It's like, yeah, whatever. But to do it again, <laughs> whoops a daisy. <laughs> Uh, also, well, learn your lesson, girl. Shit. That man slayed in New York. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure he still is. I, has he ever been married? I have no idea. Why would he? <laughs> <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> I mean, that's coming from uh, me, who's pretty um, anti-marriage, I, I guess, at least for myself. <laughs> but, man, if I were Derek Jeter, there's absolutely no chance yeah. I'd ever get married. <laughs> That, I, I mean, say that now, but like as a in my younger days, I always wanted children. So like that was my avenue to have kids. Yeah. I never really cared about the marriage aspect of it, but I was trying to be a good person. So it's like, oh, I got married and fell in love. Like I, I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with my ex, but I just I always wanted the kid part of it, yeah. not the relationship part of it. <laughs> so if you're Derek Jeter, just be like, okay, who can I make some really cool kids with? <laughs> I'm That's give where you two <laughs> gift baskets. Thank you for my son. Oh man, <laughs> little Derek eighteen. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's segue to Club Six Hundred Nine. Maybe that's where I'll find the future, Mrs. Miller. Uh, home to the best happy hour in the world. That's a lie. Just let me stop you right there. Uh, I will. I'm not ever getting married again. There is no future, Mrs. Miller. Mm-hmm. Only from my siblings. Uh, but Club 6 and 9, a great establishment right here in Joplin, Missouri, home to a great happy hour. I think it's the best happy hour in the world. Uh, Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours. I believe last night I was being made fun of because I have a 6 and 9 tattoo. Uh, I can tell you right now I was not making fun of you for that. So No? You were at the table, though. Yeah, but I just kind of let it. I mean, like you guys both like have the tattoo, and I was just like, yeah, like uh-huh. I didn't know. I thought everyone knew you had them. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, How do you these, not? yeah, these are the fuckers with the six and nine tattoos. Just, yeah, you heard about us? <laughs> yeah. What's up? Here it is. Man, tricep. Look at that tricep. Look at that tricep. <laughs> See the horseshoe? You can't because that's a six oh nine tattoo. And again, all of my tattoos have like a deeper meaning than you would think. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like my 609 tattoo, I uh-huh. love that place. They've been a great sponsor of ours. Uh, but while I was going through a divorce, that became like the hangout spot of like, hey, I don't want to just sit at home and be alone. Yep. Uh, you want to go to 609? And honestly, it was, uh, it was my buddy Mitch one day. I was just like, hey, let's go hit some golf balls. Uh, we'll go to the happy hour at 609. Like, it's great. Two for one drinks. Yep. I'm like, say less, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Here's where he kind of lied to me. I was like, what are you wearing? What are you going to wear to 609 after we go to the driving range and crush balls? He's like, oh, I'll change into just like a, a T-shirt, just jeans and T-shirt. Yeah. We walk in there, and it's like an upscale establishment Yeah. to where I'm like still kind of sweating from the driving range and have on like – cargo shorts and a t-shirt and there are people there on like first dates like if you were to wear a suit into 609 no one would look at you like oh why is that guy wearing a suit yep they just like, oh he's obviously here for a, a nice dinner probably a date or something yeah. like that or there's like a business meeting <laughs> you can really tell the people that are comfortable in there though yeah because <laughs> they don't care about the dress code Us. <laughs> i'm gonna walk in what i have on a workout shirt and shorts and just sneakers i still try to wear like something kind of nice when i go to 609 yeah but at the same time even if i were to wear like a collared shirt like a button down or something like that i'm still gonna be doing shots at the bar with a guy wearing a tank top <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's something for everybody at club 609 <laughs> I mean, it definitely is. I have a place that's for everybody as well right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street is Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Even though they do specialize in tires and lube, they are much more than that. It's also not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to get your oil changed and your tire serviced. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. Um, so in the chat, back in the stick to football days, I vaguely remember – you and Matt making a $10,000 bet you wouldn't get married in 10 years. That's looking pretty good so far for Mello. It's looking so good that I know for a fact Matt is nervous about it. Oh, I mean, he's had conversations with me just like, hey, do you like, you sit? I'm like, yeah, he's not getting married. <laughs> he is. Or is like, uh, is this a real bet or is this like a haha bet? No, it's a real fucking gonna, bet, man. Do I have to write the check, or is this just like, ah, oh, I was goofing? Yeah, yeah, you're writing that check, man. You are writing that check. I'm, I think he even tried to like double or nothing, like twenty years. I'll give you twenty grand, and you're just like, I'll stick with the ten. Like my thing, though, is I low key. I'll be around in twenty. I yeah. <laughs> I've low-key kind of had the feeling of, like, this guy's had a girlfriend this entire time and has told absolutely nobody about her, and he's going to get to this 10 years. He's going to get that $10,000 check. He's going to disappear for, like, a week. He's going to come back and be like, sorry, I was on my honeymoon. Here's my wife. And he's gonna and Mash is going to be like, son of a bitch. I fucking knew it. Yeah. waited 10 years, though. She's a trooper. She's not met any of us. She knows everything about all of us and our lives and everything going on. She's listened to every podcast that I've yep. ever been on. Yep. I and the reason why you do think that is I like to keep my life a little bit private. Well, you it's not that you like to, you have. <laughs> a very good. I'm going to go watch a movie. Like, I don't by bring. myself. That's a lie. Yeah. I had an Avengers tweet from a couple of years ago. I was dating this girl. But I didn't want anyone to know. Like, I don't like my family members knowing. I don't like my friends knowing. Yeah. I'm weird. It's it's probably something I should really unpack. But I just – I don't like it. Yeah. That my family, like, gets too excited was the thing. After I got divorced, anytime I was like, ah, oh, 
met this girl going on a date. Everyone would get super excited. And then it's like, oh, we got to tell everybody. Mello's going on a date. Yeah. All this stuff. I'm like, it was one date and it wasn't good. It wasn't fun. She voted for Trump and I didn't. So that's not going to work out. Again, <laughs> true story. <laughs> so I've always just kind of kept that stuff to myself. And then it kind of turned into this game of like, how well can I hide it? Yeah. So I was dating a girl, different girl, not a Trump voter. Um, <laughs> no offense to you Moved if you on. are. We just yeah. disagree politically. I, yeah. <laughs> I was dating this girl, and I didn't want anyone to know. But I was going to see the new Avengers movie. And I was like, oh, I'm going to send out a tweet about I'm alone. Like nothing beats going to see a movie alone or something yeah. like that. Because I wanted to talk about like, yeah, I went and saw the Avengers movie last night with my friends. But I didn't want to be like – by the way, fourth date <laughs> went to see a, the Avengers movie. Those are your but, fourth date? I don't know the exact number. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was past the third date. I know yeah. that. <laughs> hey, so I just sent out a tweet about like, seeing the movie alone, and then that tweet was found. And it was like, why? Why would you lie about That's being one, just, at a movie I'll alone? be honest with you. Tell the truth. Tuesday. I always wondered, like, why did you even tweet about it? No, I, she is 100% accurate. Why would I? Just don't send the tweet. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. say anything. It's such a dumb And it was like you weren't lie. replying to a conversation. No one asked you. You just like put yeah. it out there. Let it's me like, offer up this lie on my own. <laughs> we it's, all know you already I'll like to you, go to the movies alone. Like, oh, don't be suspicious. <laughs> I tweeted about it. <laughs> Here's what it is. I think I was trying to get caught. Why? Self-sabotage, man. Oh, yeah. I'm a big self-sabotage. Yeah, God forbid it be this good. <laughs> let me just me. fuck it up, you know. One hundred percent. And let me just fuck it up even more. Oh my gosh! And even we got to be better, guy. <laughs> even that tweet alone wasn't enough for me to ruin it. <laughs> that I had to double down. I think it was maybe like a couple weeks later. I don't know. It's been a while. Uh huh. You say maybe like a week, week and a half goes by, and you're like, ah, how else can I do this? How else can I make sure this is over with? Prob- probably. Yeah. It was during the spring, and it was tornado season here in the Midwest, which mm-hmm. is kind of bad. There was a tornado warning, and I didn't send the, hey, everything okay text to the girl that I was dating. And she even like asked me, like, did you even like think to text me? And I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't. And then uh, somehow she had found out that I had like texted like other friends. Like teachers that I work with and been like, hey, you guys good over there? Like I know the tornado is like close to you. And she's like, that's the same neighborhood. Like I was right there and you didn't even text. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I I screwed up. You you ought to do this next time. Like there's a tornado warning. Just send her a random text. Like, hey, hope you're all right. I'm pretty sure that number I got blocked. I, <laughs> There's only one way to find out. The only one way to confirm it. Again, I really screwed it up. Oh, I have sent I sent text messages afterwards that have not been replied to. <laughs> Does it notify you if you're blocked? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. It shouldn't, but I, yeah. I'm definitely not getting any returns on that one. Although, also, I messed up a couple months ago and accidentally um, deleted, like, every contact in my phone. Mm. So, like, if I hadn't texted, I think it. What happened is if I hadn't texted you within the last year, it deleted your number. <laughs> you gone. Yeah. And so I just – now I went from having like a crazy amount of contacts in my phone. I honestly think it was 
in the hundred, like 300 contacts. Oh, wow. So now I think I have like 50. That must be actually be kind of nice. <laughs> you think that, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I needed to text this person. I don't have their number anymore. Yeah. And then it's, I have to like a, have a text chain be like, hey, do you have this person's number? Like, I, I need to get a hold of them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course I do. Why? I mean, it's not your business. <laughs> I want to take why. one a date, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I just have a question. It's definitely not about how we used to hook up or anything <laughs> like that. It's, it's about uh, pencil sharpeners. Or Jake in the chat says, you ought to start sending massive conversion vans that you're going to buy with that money. <laughs> yeah. You think he hasn't already been doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you know me all too well, Jake, all too well. Uh, how about some Tell the Truth Tuesdays? Um, a couple listener ones. Uh, one was from uh, our guy Bryce who had to dip out to get to a work meeting. He's uh, back. I, that's good because he needs to chime in on this. <laughs> Baseball is the worst professional sport. It's slow. There are a million people playing, and the only reason it still exists is because we don't have a better sport going on in the summer on a weekly basis. Man, you made a lot of really good valid points there. Yeah. I still love baseball. When I saw it last night, I was just like, oh, man, like that's honestly kind of hard to argue. <laughs> it's just because, it, I mean, it is. It's one of those deals where like, there's nothing else going on. Let's see how this one dude mm-hmm. can throw this baseball you know, as hard as he can while another guy with a stick tries to hit it. And it's like, well, it's only going to happen about maybe one out of ten opportunities you know, or maybe once per game. And it's just like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And that's another thing with like some of these sports too. Soccer, hockey, baseball. We'll always be like, oh my God, it's such a low scoring sport. Like how can you watch this? And then for some reason, football does not get lumped into that category. To where if you're seeing three, four touchdowns by one team, it's like, oh, you had a game. <laughs> yeah. But if, you know, a baseball team puts up six runs, it's like, oh, it's so slow, so low scoring. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't kick a million field goals. It's, those are great to <laughs> well, see. Well, I, I also feel like with football, it's like you're going to have those big third downs. You know, yeah. you're going to have those like third and 13 type of plays that's right there on the 35 yard line and they convert it. And you're like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Drive still alive. Yeah. That like keeps everyone like rallied and focused on it. With baseball, it's like, yeah, we're six innings into this and this guy is just like. They've, they scored two runs. It's like, all right, cool. Here's the well, next Yeah, question. your exciting play, like a, a third down conversion in baseball would equate to like a guy got to third base. Yeah, <laughs> or a double like, play. Man, yeah, that's ground rule double. Like that was that was almost exciting. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I wish it we is. just saw more like uh, like home runs being robbed or like diving catches in the outfield. So I was literally thinking that um, over the weekend. You never see that anymore. And we're watching uh, SportsCenter, and they're showing Torrey Hunter right now. Mm-hmm. You'd never see that. I, it was actually the, the draft. I was thinking about Andrew Jones. He used to always rob home runs, or Torrey Hunter would always be on the top ten of, like, oh, he's robbed another home mm-hmm. run. I don't remember the last time I saw one. Even yeah. on a highlight of, like, oh, here's a really good home run The last run Im- impressive ones I remember watching was Mike Trout, because I was like, this dude just jumped 12 feet to catch this fucking ball. And that was early Mike Trout. Yes. I mean, that was probably like was 10 in, years ago. I was in high school, yeah. Because I was like, man, that doesn't seem that hard. And I was like, go touch the freaking rim, Austin. I can't. He jumped that <laughs> and two more feet to catch this baseball. Uh-huh. Like, that he tracked for impressive. 400 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Running yeah. at a full sprint just says, I'm going to slow down, explode, got it. It is. It's wild. I, I was thinking about it the other day. You just don't see guys 
do that anymore. I don't know yep. if it has something to do with getting all that extra lift on a ball now, swinging up towards the fences, things like that. But you don't. You never see it. Um, another one, a tell the truth combined with a just the tip. Mm-hmm. Tell that. That's a throwback for hey. you. Uh, you want to drop those in the Tell the Truth Tuesday? You go for it because I'm here for it. Um, I'm going on a second date with a girl tonight who is way out of my league. Humble brag. What advice do you have for someone out kicking their coverage? Uh, first question, how do you go about getting someone that's out of your league? Yeah. Hey, just do the same thing you've been doing. Just be you. Yeah, let, let your boys know. Like. What'd you do? Yeah, give us give us help tips. us help you <laughs> on the second date. I I think you're kind of right though. You just gotta exude confidence. Like, yeah, I'm I'm here. Like, I'm the catch. Yeah, like act like you belong. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no more faking. You're here. You're on the second date. You you do belong. She's there's something that she likes. Do you know what it is? Probably fucking not. Keep rolling until you do. Mm-hmm. And then when you do figure it out, don't fuck it up. Yeah, and this was a DM, so I won't name names. Yeah, uh, she's definitely crazy about the hair. Oh, you lucky dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Share some of that wealth. Yeah. Homeboy. Asshole. I do. I think you got to kind of play into it. Yeah. Fake confidence for a while. I struggle with confidence, too. I'm like, why would I even go talk to that person? Yeah. And if it's like, just keep the the conversation light, easy going. Ask good questions. Don't ask the basic, like, oh, what's your favorite color? Like, ask questions that's, like, going to give answers, like, gives a story. Then, like, you just start relating back and forth. And then, like, next thing you know, it's been an hour and a half. And you're like, oh, we haven't even ordered dinner yet. I like to uh, I like to keep a notepad. And then I just pull out uh, the notepad, put it on the table, and be like, question one, what is your favorite color? <laughs> I'm more of, like, a, a – what is it? Like, question note two, cards. cat or dog? <laughs> If you were a kitchen appliance, which one would you be? Uh, I'm allergic to both. So um, if you were a type of cereal, what would you be? Cereal? Killer. That's it. Ooh, that's actually a really good answer. I'm turned on. (laughs) How about that second date? (laughs) But first dates are the worst. They are tough, especially like if it's like a a blind date, you know what I mean? Or you've had no conversation or uh, or you've just had like little texting. Yeah. Those are those are pretty much blind dates now. Man, they're <sighs> Have you ever been on a blind date, a true blind date of like, hey, yeah, let me hook you up with my friend. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. It went really good. <sighs> Not your boy. <laughs> Mm-mm. I mean, we knew we were like able to kind of see who each other were beforehand, so it was like, okay, hey, like we at least understand that there's like some mutual attraction both ways, and it was like just making the drive down. There was kind of nerve wracking to be like, actually, I don't know what car you're in. I have no idea what you're wearing. You know. Also, like the where do you park? Are you the type of person that parks like away? Are you the person that like parks close? Luckily, we ended up parking like legitimately right next to each other. I was like, all right, it's already off to a hot start. Let's go. See, that sounds exactly like Tinder dating. I'm like, hey, yeah, like send a couple messages and then we're mm-hmm. gonna go on a date. I don't really know you. Like, I hope your bio says how tall you are. Yeah, and what maybe your current hair color is. I have run into that problem couple times i did have a friend of mine be like hey you have to meet my friend she's super cool you guys would get along great and i was like eh i don't really do the blind date thing and i swear on my life the very next day we matched on tinder (laughs) i was like oh okay i i'm a like a fate kind of guy like okay not a god kind of guy but i was like oh maybe this was meant to happen guess what she showed up 30 minutes late. It was absolutely not meant to happen. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> well, does she give any reason or excuse? 
Uh, she's just still getting ready. But I'm also, I'm very punctual. Yeah. You can't be late. I, I don't even think I could date a person who's late. Yeah. Like, there's two kinds of people on this earth. The kind of people like me that show up 15 minutes early and will sit in their car because they've waited, they've shown up too <laughs> early. And the kind of people that show up like 15 minutes late. I can't be with the person that's 15 minutes late. That's a 30-minute time gap for me. Yeah. <laughs> By 15 minutes in, it's like, okay, is she, uh, she going to show up? By you know, 20 minutes in, now I'm pissed. Well, hey, <laughs> I, I completely agree with all that because I had uh, – when I decided to finally get back out there after my last year's relationship, it was like, all right, like right, I'll get on Tinder. I'll go on a date. Went on a date with a girl. And it was kind of one of those deals like where you go on a date and then you realize when you look at the profiles, like these are all like just – face pictures and whatnot so like that was kind of like red flag number one too and then the fact that like she was super late and then you go on the date and she like just didn't talk she's like well i'm just really nervous it's like i don't care how nervous you are you think i'm not i can't sit here and ask you questions about like hey how are you and she was like yeah I'm you think okay. i'm not nervous look at how much i'm sweating it's like server where's the check and like you haven't even ordered anything all right cool i want to go anyways this sucks Mm -hmm. Get into the chat though, Jake. <laughs> i love that one. I uh, love that too. <laughs> as someone who outplayed their coverage and someone who's out of their league just keep doing what you're doing. Be yourself. Be silly. Make them laugh. And this is the one that got me. Make them breakfast. Because then he comes back a little bit later and says, my first date, I got the hug with three backpats. Oof, somehow I recovered and landed her. Bub, you recovered and landed her where you were making breakfast the next date. That's what I'm fucking talking about, Jake. The, I, the same date that was late, actually, um, I knew it wasn't going anywhere. But at the end of the date, she was like, do you want to walk me up? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care who you voted for. I'll walk you up. Uh, and I did, and I got in her apartment, and like, she shut the door, and then she said to me, like, "Thanks, had a like a great time. Like, love to do this again sometime. I'll see you later." And hugged me. I thought I had to walk all the way up here for you to <laughs> for a hug to welcome me in, and then shut the door. Yeah, guess what? You were late, and now this is just is really not gonna work. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> your time you're pissing me off woman <laughs> yeah. um now that we've really dived into our, our dating history how about some yeah. more tell the truths um here's something i don't understand that's not dating related but good luck to our our listener on date number two be yourself be confident yep you got this she's not out of your league you are out of her league mm. i don't understand firework buildings these buildings <laughs> that have one sole purpose you're spending thousands of dollars, maybe even up to like $100,000 on a building that you have open for two weeks out of the year. Someone make it make sense. Well, really, I think it's because like the building's just kind of open. Like the building's already owned by someone and they just like kind of rent the space for a certain amount of time. Which some people might hear that and be like, well, yeah, duh. But at the same time, it's like, okay, the person that owns that building, right? what are you doing with it the other eight months out of the year? He's like, oh, well, Halloween. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Halloween's over then. So now you got six months out of the year. Yeah. Like the, the spirit Halloween. I put them in here too. Like I get it. Like they are a business that like, okay, we're going to go and we're going to rent this out. We yep. don't own this. We're just going to rent it for a month or two. And then all of our equipment in there. Take all of our stuff. Yep. But there's so many buildings in this area. I can think of four off the top of my head that are like a, around here. They do, they're Jake's fireworks. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice building that, again, is only open for tops two weeks out of the year. And, and, and it, on the, like the, the front of it, it, I'm sure everybody's familiar, or maybe it's just our dumb part of the country, they have like the huge 
just fireworks written on the side of the building. Yeah, or it's like Black Cat fireworks. Yeah, it's, it's like, like what else? Am I going to go buy fireworks in August? I don't even think. Can you? I have no idea. I've always just wanted to kind of just pull in and just see. Because maybe you can't. After or it's the like show actually, today, just be like, "Hey, what's up, Jake's? Like, these guys still have fireworks? <laughs> Can I yeah, return these? For, I have uh, a receipt." <laughs> I mean, maybe it is for like celebratory or uh, like celebration events. Not celebrities, like <laughs> Matt Miller, ESPN, here at Jake's fireworks. <laughs> pow pow pow! <laughs> this prospect's about to blow up. Find out next on ESPN. <laughs> that would be fucking hysterical. Do you like firework throws at the pan? Covers his ears. <laughs> uh huh. Let's talk about draft bust. Bang. <laughs> There's an opportunity for our, our guy, but I I don't. I drove by two honestly every day on the way to to the office. I drive by two. And it's like what is? Why is that such a nice building? The one that is like a Jake's fireworks. I should just take pictures of it and like put it in our little mic'd up community that we have. Yeah. It's one of the nicer buildings on that road, <laughs> and it's never open. So, like, is Jake Firework Guy doing so well that he can just drop, like, $120,000 on a building? And then Knowing our luck, it's probably their fucking corporate offices, and we just are just like, where are the fireworks at? Like, well, actually, we work in here, and uh, but, our buildings are over there. Yeah. And I understand, like, why they would do it. It's like, those tents suck. I actually know some guys that, do, that run... Um, like a business over mm. the summer and they do the firework tents and like it's terrible work to try to put those tents up and then you have to have somebody in the tent 24 hours a day or they will get robbed and he's he will like sleep in the the firework tent like with the walls down or whatever he'll have to sleep there he's, and he's strapped up he should go to gunspot.com uh, wow. because he'll sleep in the tent with a gun so nobody messes with it and he even said like every year like there will be at least one instance where um i have to tell somebody to get away from the tent late at night yikes that firework business it's no joke man it's tough <laughs> i'll tell you what though have i ever thought about just swinging by one of those tents and grabbing as many fireworks as just leaving absolutely i, I did not know either. people were just sleeping inside of that thing i thought cops were just watching it all the time no you get people that are sleeping inside of it Mm-hmm. Cause of death went to firework tent. Guy <laughs> shot through wall. Dumbass <laughs> tries to steal bottle rockets instead. I just wanted to know shot. if anyone was inside. Like, hey, anyone here? Bam! That's yes, mm-hmm. and I'm gone. Yeah. So I, I just I don't get it. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they make money. I do know that firework tents make a lot of money. I've heard that. Yeah. The well, fireworks themselves stupid I mean, expensive. If you're not building these fancy buildings, then I don't understand. If you're just throwing up a tent, you're buying all these fireworks. Like even on, I wait now till the Fourth of July. Everything's fifty percent off. You know they're still making boatloads of money off these oh, fireworks. Yeah. But I, now I'm paying fifty percent off. <laughs> Got you, dog. Uh huh. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe I. At the same time, maybe I should pitch a tent. <laughs> Maybe maybe you should. You want to get in the uh, might tell business? the truth, huh? You want to get in the firework business? I'm about it. You put up the tent and I'll do the sales. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, might tell the truth Tuesday. We'll talk about it next year. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Uh, might tell the truth Tuesday. So I live in an apartment complex. We have a parking garage underneath the building. Over the winter, the uh, garage door pretty much like froze and then broke. And so it's just been like open ever since. So there's no, like really no like. So for months. 
Yeah, I mean, for a while. Uh, so there's been really no, like, beneficial factor of, like, getting to park in the parking garage aside from just having, like, an assigned spot for your car to go. But then they have signs up like, hey, <laughs> we've noticed people have been coming down here trying to rob from cars. Like, please make sure everything's locked. We're not responsible for anything. I was like, well, one, you kind of are because the fucking garage door is broken, but it's fine. And so a couple weeks ago, I was just like, hey, what's the update with this garage door? What's the point of it even being here or having this if it's not going to be shut and, like, just kind of closed off, you know? Yeah, the not safety to always make it. it about homeless people. I'm surprised it's not just filled I've, with homeless I've people. been waiting. I'm not even kidding you, dude. Like, been just waiting for the moment I walk down there. Some of them pops around a pillar. like, <laughs> give me your money, and I beat the fucking shit out I of I hope somebody. that our listeners recognize that the homeless problem in Joplin is very much like that um, Will Smith movie with the zombies. Yeah. Like, if they hear it or if they see something, it's like, boom. They're all there. Yeah. <laughs> They're just flooding it. They're just yep. running down the streets. Got an open garage. Yep. It, it, <laughs> and and I've there. been very surprised that there haven't been any like around my car or down there like trying to set up. Like, yes, I am legend. It's the, yeah. It's the <laughs> um, so luckily there hasn't been. But the whole point of my Tell the Truth Tuesday is they actually did fix it earlier this week. And they're like, hey – have your cars out of the parking garage by 8 a.m. on Monday. They're going to fix the door. If your car's down there, we can't ask them to move for you to get out. Once they start, they have to start. So Sunday night, I park on the street. As you guys also recently know, I've just bought a new set of golf clubs. I had them in the back of my car, and I decided to move them to the trunk of my vehicle. While I was doing this, I wanted my car cleaned out. I thought I was going to be going somewhere. I was like, if someone needs a ride, I want to make sure my car's cleaned out. People can ride with me. I got them. We're all safe doesn't end up happening Saturday night. Sunday night comes around. I park my car on the side of the street. Come down yesterday morning to my car, and my trunk is wide open. Golf clubs are back there, basketball shoes, golf shoes, golf balls, everything that I have, like any like baseball gloves, basketballs, footballs. The homeless people took one look at your trunk and were like, oh, this guy is also homeless. <laughs> he it was like all of his boys. Or it's like if you're a homeless athlete, you're like, I just hit the fucking jackpot on this shit. All that's brand fucking new. <laughs> so I walked down there Monday morning, and I'm just like, why is my trunk open? I have no idea how long it had been open. I don't know if it happened while I was walking down the stairs to my car or if it was like right before I got there and I hit, went to hit unlock and I accidentally hit the trunk button on my keys. But I walk out there and I look at my trunk. Luckily, from what I've noticed so far, nothing is gone. But I'm just like, how is anyone else walking by here throughout the evening or the morning and never thought like, hey, this guy's trunk's open. He's not around. Let's just go ahead and shut this. So that's my Tell the Truth Tuesdays. I think I had a huge possibility of losing all my valuables that I've spent some money on recently taken away so you just you threw the clubs in the trunk and then just like didn't get it shut or i i think like i don't know if i went it? to like put my keys in my pocket and like got upstairs and like tossed them down and like the trunk button got hit and then like you know the signal reached my car since i was parked outside and it yeah. opened it so it's just like one of those deals like i'm sitting here trying to figure out how long that sucker was open and it could have been very bad i accidentally left my front door open one time <laughs> i did house. that when i first moved here uh, and I went to go get my haircut. I still had hair, uh, but it was COVID. So I go to go in to get my haircut, and I just got out of my car and went to check, like, see what time, like, my appointment was, like, if they were ready for me. And they're like, yeah, you're ready. Come on in. Go in, get my haircut. They trim up my beard. Like, you had to wear a mask at the time, so it was, like, kind of hard to have that done. And God, that feels like forever ago. It does. And so get my haircut, pay for it, walk outside, car doors wide open. And I'm like, what the fuck? I When I got out of my car to go look, I never shut it, and I think my car was still running as well. Like, door open, yeah, car running, that now. 9 in the morning on a Saturday in the heart of Joplin, mm -hmm. right car next running. to the mall. Yeah, it was the best part. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> I got in my car and I was like, where am I? I was like, is my car running? It's like, oh my God, dude. I can't find my keys. Why Even if there was a criminal, they probably would have thought it was like a cop's episode. Like it was a setup vehicle. It was like, let's see if someone robs us and we'll arrest him. This guy really is in a hurry to get his haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't even bother to shut his door. <laughs> yeah. Wild times. Uh, Jake asked this question in the chat related. Uh, would you ever want to tour a place that makes fireworks? Wouldn't your anxiety be through the roof after watching those places blow up? No chance I would ever go to one of those places. Oh, mm -mm. There was that one, uh, I think it was last year, that caught fire and blew up. Yeah. And there was that brief moment on Twitter where people like didn't know. Yeah. This place got bombed. Like This is a, like, a terrorist attack almost. Mm -hmm. It's like, actually, no, it's... It's just fireworks. It's just an accident. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. I would never. I'm not that interested. I'll watch a YouTube or History Channel thing. No, no way am I ever. Yep. Going to it. Also, I'm not like a big on like need to see how things are made. Guy. Like, yeah, and like, if I am, like, go to breweries. Like, oh, let's go see how the beer's made. It's not like there's some guy handcrafting it. It's like <laughs> the, all these big machines. <laughs> And a conveyor belt that like just takes things around. It's so it's yeah. It's like know, oh, it goes from this tank to that tank, and then sits in this tank for three months, and then you know we give it a little bit, and then it's ready to drink. Yeah, and then it goes and sits in the store and freezer for a month until you buy it, and it's like you know, it's actually pretty fucking disgusting. The one piece of information because I've done a couple brewery tours. The one piece of information that I took from it, and it was like that's the greatest thing that I've ever heard is that we live on the border of Kansas and Missouri. And the Kansas laws say you have to have beer that is 3.2%. And on Missouri, you can have beer that's 5.0%. And so during the tour, uh, we finished like the public tour and we were getting like a private tour. And somebody asked like, hey, how do you um, change up your recipe for Kansas versus Missouri? Like I've always wondered that. How do you do that? He was like, oh, it's a super easy process actually. We changed the label. <laughs> like, wait, what? He's like, we don't change the recipe. We change the label. It's the same beer. But even like when I was in college, people would be like, oh, got to go to Missouri to buy my beer because it's 5-0, not 3-2. <laughs> yeah. And I, that stuck with me. I bet that was – I think I was married when I learned that. It's like that is wild. But also it's like, like pesky pull at Fenway. It's like, yeah, you know. genius. But at the same time, like nobody's like – actually checking there's no like government official that's coming through and being like where's your five percent beer where's your three <laughs> two three two beer <laughs> yeah it just doesn't matter so you guys can take that uh share that little trivia knowledge with yourselves there uh, i think that's it for us today though big country anything else no sir you guys have All a right. great tuesday thanks for listening appreciate thanks you. for joining us today as always right here 10 a.m in the call app we do appreciate you guys same time tomorrow we'll talk to you then